Today, my title is, I Need a Miracle. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you have one, to Mark chapter 5. We're going to pick up reading in verse number 24. Uh, man, we've been praying this week and fasting, great turnouts at our prayer meetings, and just a great, great time of seeking the Lord's face, and I just believe He's going to do some awesome things in this place today. I Need a Miracle. Mark chapter 5, verse number 24. The Scripture says, so, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Notice this. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Everybody shout, Faith. Come on, shout it one more time. Faith. Your faith has healed healed. You notice this is Jesus's response to this woman. He says, lady, your faith has healed you. And all throughout the New Testament, the Bible talks about how people's faith in God healed them, how people's faith in God saved them, how people's faith in God delivered them. There are many miracles that are recorded in God's Word that were received because people had faith in God. I want to give you several examples this morning of how people received a miracle because of their faith. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 22 says, Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter. He said, your what? Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 29. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. Matthew chapter 15 verse 28. Then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. Why was her request granted? Because she had great faith and her daughter was healed from that very Hour. Mark chapter 10, verse 52. Go, said Jesus, your what? Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Luke chapter 17, verse 19. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Luke chapter 18. And, and I'm not exhausting all the scriptures that talk about this, but just wanted to, to, to give you some examples. Luke 18, verse 42 through 43. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus. Now notice Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. There's a different angle on this portion of Scripture. The Bible says, and he did not, talking about Jesus, Jesus did not do many miracles there because of their lack of what? Faith. 
it's very obvious that faith is a very important component to receiving a miracle from the Lord. Question, how does faith work? A better question, how do you use your faith to receive a miracle from God? We see that faith is very a very vital component to receiving a miracle. How do we use our faith to receive a miracle from the Lord? I want to talk about that with you for the next few moments. If you have a pen and piece of paper, I encourage you to take some notes, fill in the blanks that are in your bulletin. Point number one, all my points are coming from this scripture I read to you, the very first scripture about the woman with the issue of blood. Number one is this, faith comes from hearing. If you want to receive a miracle, you need to understand that faith comes from hearing. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 27, the scripture says about this woman, when she heard, everybody say heard, when she heard about Jesus, the, the text points out that this lady heard about Jesus. And, and there's no doubt about what she heard. She had heard that Jesus was a miracle worker. She had heard that Jesus opened up blinded eyes. She had heard that Jesus unstopped deaf ears. She had heard that Jesus cast out demon spirits. She had heard that Jesus turned water into wine, that he could feed thousands of people with a couple of fish and five loaves of bread. She had heard that this Jesus could walk on water. She had heard that this Jesus could raise the dead. And when this lady heard faith, arised in her heart. It all began, the miracle began because this woman heard about Jesus. You see, hearing is a very important component to having a strong faith in God. Matter of fact, Romans 10 and verse 17 says this, consequently, faith comes from what? Hearing. Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. When you hear the message of Jesus Christ, when you hear about his power, when you hear about how Jesus changes lives, it causes faith to arise in your heart. And I want to show you a video today of a lady who experienced the miraculous power of God. And the reason I want to show this video to you because I want you to hear it and I want you to see it because I want your faith to arise in what God can do in your life when she heard about Jesus. Check out this video. I was living my life for me. Uh, didn't just drinking and partying, doing my own thing. I found out I was pregnant. Uh, the father decided he didn't want to be in, in our lives. Um, I went in for my first ultrasound and found out I was having a girl, so I was really excited. Um, they scheduled me for another ultrasound, didn't really explain to me why. Uh, eventually they, they told me that uh, she was missing a kidney. She'd only had one kidney. Uh, they told me that she might not be able to have children. She might not be able to play sports. Some of my family had told me that they were praying for me, and I kind of, you know, didn't, didn't really want to hear that, didn't really believe that anybody was praying for me or that it would even make a difference. And I, I remember being angry at God. I felt like He was punishing me for my past and things that I had done. I went in for delivery. Uh, 
after the doctor handed her to me, I just was holding this beautiful little girl in my arms, and I just, I knew that there, were, there was a God. There just, there had to be. Uh, the doctor took her in for an ultrasound to make sure that her kidney was doing good on its own. And when she brought her back, she told me that Jaden, in fact, had both of her kidneys. It was a month later that uh, I kind of put the pieces together, realized that I had witnessed a miracle, and that if, if something happened to Jaden, she would be going to heaven and I wouldn't and I would never see my daughter again and I just I couldn't I couldn't live with that so I gave my heart to the Lord since coming to people's church they've just helped me understand the Bible better I mean, I've never even opened the Bible up you know so I didn't know what a lot of that stuff meant and how I was supposed to live for the Lord so I started uh, joining community groups and going to things at church and learning and just growing as a Christian and just becoming a better person. There is a God. Um, he's, he's changed my life more than I could ever describe. I mean, just to witness such a miracle in my life. God does love you and that He, he can do miracles in your life. Isn't that great, church? Amen. What a God that we serve. What a mighty God. I mean, the, the latest technology showed that the baby only had one kidney with an ultrasound. And can you imagine parents getting the news that your baby may ne never be able to have a child? That your baby will more than likely never play sports. And how many know that you don't, somebody else could have faith for you? Amen. Some of her family had faith for her for a miracle and that God would work. And, and not only did the baby come out and the doctors were wrong, the Lord provided a miracle. But then the greatest miracle happened and Shannon gave her heart to the Lord. I mean, you can't beat that. Amen. A, a physical miracle, salvation. Here's what I want you to know. The same God that did that for Shannon can do that for you. Amen. He's a miracle worker. Faith comes by hearing about the message of Jesus and how he can transform lives. There, there, there's a second thing that I want you to notice about faith. How do we get our faith to work for us to receive a miracle from God? Number two is this. Faith is believing the best in spite of the worst. Believing the best in spite of the worst. The Bible says regarding this woman with the issue of blood, it says in Mark chapter 5 and verse number 25, and a woman was there, and I want you to see this horrific dilemma that she was in. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And she spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. The Bible says that this lady had been sick for 12 long years, bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. And the Bible says that she went broke, literally broke, trying to find a cure. She went to doctor after doctor after doctor looking for answers, looking for a healing, looking to for a solution for her 
problem and went flat broke. And all the doctors could tell her is, lady, we can't do anything for you. Well, lady, you you went to my friend doctor and he couldn't do anything for you. He's been practicing medicine longer than I have. There, There is nothing that I can do for you. It's not curable. There is no answer for your situation. And, and this lady was in a horrific dilemma. And not only did she go broke, but can you imagine this lady? And scripture says she grew worse instead of getting better. Can you imagine spending everything you got and you're not even getting any better? None of the medication is working. Nothing that the doctor's doing for you is working and she's getting worse. And, and can you imagine losing so much blood every day? How weak she is. How feeble she is. How tired she is. And then on top of all of that, you have to understand the, the law in the Old Testament. But this woman was an outcast. She was lonely. And under the Levitical law, and she fell under that because Jesus had not yet died on the cross of Calvary. Scripture records in the book of Leviticus that... This woman had to live outside of the city. And she was considered unclean. And anybody else that she touched was considered unclean. And she had to live outside of the city. And if she was a married lady, she could not have a relationship with her husband. She could not be near her husband. If this lady had kids, she could not hold her kids. She could not be with her kids. She had to live in isolation. She had to live outside of the city. She was looked down upon. Can you imagine this lady was in a horrendous situation? It was a horrible situation, and yet what I love about this lady is when she heard about Jesus, she believed the best. She believed the best. I want to give you two quick points about believing the best. Two quick points about believing the best. Number one is this. Believing the best means being full of hope. Being full of hope. Hear me today. When this lady heard about Jesus, she was full of hope. She had hope that after all of these years of suffering and isolation, there whelmed up hope. And I mean, that's why she left and went after Jesus, because she had hope after all of these years that she could be healed, that Jesus could perform a miracle in her life. I want you to understand that a vital part of faith is being full of hope. Don't miss this. A vital part of faith is being full of hope. Matter of fact, the Bible gives us one definition in the Bible of faith. And the definition in the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1, Now faith is being sure of what we what? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And that lady had hope. She said, listen, I know that I've been sick. I know the doctors don't have any answer for my situation, but I've heard about Jesus. and I've got hope. I've got a confident expectation that my life is going to change, that I'm going to receive a miracle. And friends, in spite of her worst and bad situation, she, she was still full of hope. I can't stress to you today how important hope is in your life. Matter of fact, let me show you how hope worked in Abraham's life. In Romans chapter 4 and in verse number 18, the scripture says this, against all hope. If you know the story, the Bible's referring to the Old Testament. The writer Paul is when Abraham and Sarah were wanting to have a baby and there was no hope. He was 100 years old. Her womb was dead and barren. And the Bible says this, against all hope, Abraham in hope. How many of you, if you were 100 years old, been trying to have a baby with your wife and wasn't pregnant about 100 years old, you may not have any hope left? Come on. 
Look at him, baby. I love you, but now you got to give up on this baby idea now. <laughs> we got to adopt or something, sugar. I'm telling you. But against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so he had a confident expectation he believed and so became the father of many nations just as he had been set had been said to him so shall your offspring be without weakening in his faith i love that without i know it looks bad i know nothing's happened yet but without weakening in his faith he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and that sarah's womb was also dead yet he did not waver in other words, he was still full of hope. He had a confident expectation that God can do the impossible. He, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in faith and gave glory to God. You say, now, Herbert, how could Abraham still have hope? His wife is barren. He's 100 years old. How could he still have hope that God could show up with a miracle? Verse number 21, being fully persuaded that God have the power to do what he had promised. How many believe that God has the power? Anybody believe that nothing is too hard for God? No matter what the doctor said, no matter what anybody else just said, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And Abraham still had hope that God could do what he promised. Listen, some of you today need to get your hope back. God can do it in your marriage. God can do it in your finances. God can perform a miracle in your health. God can touch your mental situation right now. You need to get full of hope that God is able to do the miraculous in your life. There's a second thing that I want you to see about believing the best. First of all, believing the best means being full of hope. Number two is this. Believing the best means thinking and talking positive. Thinking and talking positive. Notice what the scripture says about this woman. Mark chapter 5, verse number 27 says, When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in, in, in the crowd and touched his cloak because she fought. Notice this. Because she thought this woman, after 12 years of suffering, still had optimism, still had a positive perspective about life. And she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Think about that. As sick as she was, she still believed. She still had a positive perspective. When she heard about this Jesus, she had a positive perspective. If I can just touch Jesus, everything's going to be all right. Can you imagine that? Suffering all of those years and still having a positive perspective. You say, Herbert, are you one of them positive preachers? Oh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather be positive than negative. Huh? I'd rather be full of faith than full of doubt. Come on, some of you in this place think you're full of faith and you're so negative. You ain't got no faith. Come on, faith is positive. I'm like this woman. Just act a little bit crazy. How many of you ever talk to yourself? Huh? Just talk to yourself. Huh? I got a feeling everything. I know what you, everything's... Uh, that's what sister girl was doing. She was talking to her, having a comma. I got a feeling if I touch Jesus, everything. Now, it's okay to talk to yourself. Just don't answer yourself. You know how that works, don't you? Every once in a while, I answer myself. I, I'm Pray for me. Amen. I, come on, Herbert. You can do it. That's right. I know I can. I mean, you get to talk. 
talking to myself. I got to encourage myself in the Lord. And this lady, the Bible says she thought, she thought to herself. I mean, I know they think I'm crazy, but I'm thinking to myself, if I can touch Jesus, everything is going to be all right. And I'm trying to encourage somebody today to get some faith, to get positive. Come on, if you can get your baby to Jesus, everything's going to be all right. If you can get your finances to Jesus, everything's going to be all right. If you can get your sickness to Jesus, everything is, if I can get my, if I can get my depression to Jesus, everything is going, if I can get my dilemma and my addiction to Jesus, everything is going to be, I'm preaching here today, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Somebody needs to get positive in this place today. And say, if I can just get it to Jesus, everything is going to be all right. Because I believe that nothing is too hard for God. Point number three. There's a, a third point I want to talk to you about faith for the next few moments. Number three is this. Faith requires action. Faith requires action. Notice what the Bible says about this lady, Mark chapter 5 and verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came up. She, she went. She, she left. She did something. She came up behind him in the crowd. And notice this. She touched. She, she did something. She touched his cloak. This lady put her faith into action. Friends, hear me. Faith in God requires action. So important for you to understand that. Faith in God requires action. She heard her faith was arisen. She had hope. She began to talk positive, think positive thoughts. And then she, she left. She, she went. Matter of fact, James put it, puts it this way regarding how important action is with our faith. James chapter 2 and verse number 20 says, You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete, not by what he thought, but by what he did. Verse 23 in the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did and when she did what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. Notice verse 26. This is the clincher as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without deeds is dead here's what james says you have your body and your your three your, your three parts body soul and spirit and if you take the spirit out of your body your body's dead it can still be a body but you just bury it because it's it's no longer alive it's not functioning he said that's what faith is like you take action out of faith it is a dead faith what I'm communicating to you today, like this lady did when she heard, she left, she went. You've got to put feet to your faith. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, bust the move. Come on, help a preacher out today. Come on, help the preacher. Bust the move. Come on, you've been thinking long enough. Bust 
a move. Be like this woman. She heard her faith arose inside. She was full of hope and confidence in God. She began to think to herself, everything's going to be all right if I can get to Jesus. But she didn't just think she went. Come on, if you really believe that God can heal your body, come on. Bust a move. We're going to have a prayer team down here in just a few moments. Come on down and let us believe with you in faith for God to do a miracle. Come on, if, you're going to believe, if you believe God can change your marriage around, bust a move. Don't just think about it. Do something. We're going to pray for you. And maybe after we pray, you need to go get some counseling. Go get some, some Christian help. Bust a move. Come on, if you believe God can deliver you from that life, or that addiction that's been controlling your life, come on, we're going to pray for you. And I believe that God can instantly deliver you. And, and, but maybe God will use a venue like Teen Challenge or, or some organization that you can go to drug rehabilitation, a Christian program that you could be set free. Listen, all I'm telling you is if you've got faith that God can do it, you've got to bust a move. It's kind of like this. If you you believe a tornado is getting ready to hit your house? Huh? The tornado's coming and you believe, if you really believe it, how many know you're going to bust and move? You're going to get in the shelter, get in the closet, get you some covers. You're going to do, God, that's good. You're going to do something. Because you believe a tornado. And if you believe that God is able and you've got faith, it requires you to do something. Faith without works is... And this lady heard, she heard, she heard. And then she began to go. And she pressed the crowd. Because she believed that God was able. Ridiculed. Talked about, but he's able. It's been 12, preacher, you don't know how long it's been. 12 long years, but, but he's able. They, they have not had an answer or a cure, but, but he's able. And here's what you got to know about God. God responds to faith and God tells this woman Jesus says I, I don't know you don't know where you come from don't know your family history but lady lady your faith has healed you your faith God responds to faith Hebrews 11 verse number 6 and without faith, it is impossible to please God. God's greatest pleasure is to be believed. His greatest pain is to be doubted. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And that lady believed that God was. And she began to earnestly seek him by pressing her way through a large crowd. And she believed so much that she continued to seek and couldn't get close enough to him to touch his body. But scripture lets us know as you study the Old Testament that he was wearing this robe of tassels. She couldn't even grab a hold of the cloth, but all she could do was reach down and touch a tassel. And that faith that seeking act of faith made her whole. Are you ready for me?